Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Hi, happy new year. I can't believe it. It feels like it came so fast. 2022, like I blinked and I think that this was a year for me and I'm excited to hear what you think, but like I went back to look at my last two words and I really did not think about them very much, but I was like, wow, like I really feel like the last two years and their words have led me to 2023 and, and the word that I feel, the words that I feel like were revealed to me for 2023. Is that how you feel? Yes. I feel like, I feel like we're on a constant, like, what was I? I was like trying to think about the whole year and when we started doing these things and feel like they're all progressions to deeper conversion and growth. And it's just a total example of how we're not going to be done journeying until we're dead. What were your words last year? And then which words did you find? The two words you found that you were meditating on from last year? So I was literally like, I had to go back and look. And I was looking through my camera roll actually, and I saw a picture of a bracelet that I had made with the word balance on it. And so I think 2021, I had chosen balance. And I think that was the year that I was leaving full-time work, or I was actually thinking about leaving full-time work. And so I think something big on my heart that year was like, you really need to figure out more balance in your life in terms of your personal family life and your work endeavors. And so that that was my year for 2021 or my word for 2021 was balance. And then um, this year it was create, which I forgot about, but I was like, well, Hey, I made a baby, which is creating (laughs) your word. I forgot. Yeah, it was create. And then I also did an LLC um, to just, do some media and social media work um, in my hometown. And so I was kind of like, okay, I feel good about, you know, the way that those words turned out. What about you, sis? What were your words for, for 2022? Yes. Isn't that crazy? And I think we forget how much happens. Like when you really sit down last day of the year and you're like, okay, now I'm supposed to remember everything from January one till now. A year is huge, like huge. huge. Like, you don't remember the depths that you went, like, in all of it, like, all the emotions, like, the sadness, the, like, highs, the lows. You guys had a huge high this year, like, having a baby after two miscarriages. Like, that's, like, insane, you know? And it was, like, right at the start of, right before the new year, you were, like, wait, I'm pregnant. Like, that's huge. So, I feel like that's such a it, it is crazy. And I think like going through, it was like actually going through my camera roll of my phone. I don't know if you were like this, but while looking at all the photos and videos, I was just like, oh my gosh, we moved, we Ugh. fixed up the house. We had a baby. Like you do forget, like you said, like we traveled, we went to the beach a ton. And I think we can so easily take for granted the beautiful moments that happen in a year. And we're just like, okay, I'm ready for the new year. Like what cool thing is going to happen this year? And looking back, I was like, wait, like we really had a full, beautiful year. Yes. Full. That's the best way. That word full is like, there's so much that encompasses it and you can't be without all of it. Like it can't just be good. It can't just be hard. It's all, it's everything. It's everything. So yeah, my words were radical love. Because I 
I really was meditating last year and I just felt like I love well, but it's not, it's sometimes conditionally. And so Mm. God really took me through that last year. And just like you said, up until that year, it was like all teaching moments, but you're not ready for certain words until you're ready for the certain words. And so that and then rooted and rooted made sense because we bought another house here. When you guys moved, we bought our second house here and it felt like, oh, we're we're Mm -hmm. staying a little longer. This isn't just like a stop kind of like you guys, you know, we never know we're settling fully because we don't have the, both of our families here. Neither of our families are here. So we're always kind of open to that, but still rooting and planting roots is so important because we, if you and I have learned anything this year through our Mm -hmm. retreat and through friendships and so much sadness that has happened in this last Mm -hmm. year, it's that the moment can go in a minute and we never know and nothing's promised. Yeah. Yeah, Just like rooting and getting that really well, sis. I mean, just from watching you, you know, from afar, I feel like you guys have found a really great community out there and, I think rooted is such a good word because you really do have to make roots no matter where you're planted. Like even if, even in our crazy military life, like I feel like we always tried to make those roots, even if they were, you know, temporary roots. And I don't know if you guys went through this, but when you got out of the military, like we're going through something right now where we're like, this is almost a shock to us that we are (laughs) making legit roots. Like it's beautiful, but it is also a lot to take in that like, this is the final stop probably for us. Oh my gosh. It's huge. And it's like such a gift, but also it takes so much time too. And it's crazy. Like, yeah, Yeah. it does take time. And in the best, most beautiful way. So what have you come to picking? Cause you're going to surprise me today with these words because I feel like I've known my longer. So I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to hear everything that has (gasps) came up with them. And I love how we always have two, by the way. <laughs> I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm so indecisive. I cannot pick one word. Hey. I'm like, no, no, no. We need we need some options here. Did you do the um, silly thing that we do for fun, but we never really pick a word from it? Um, the Jennifer uh, Fulweiler word generator. Oh, I didn't. I I feel like similarly to our our mutual friend, Angela, what she yep. said about the word finder is she was like, I just... Maybe it's pride, but I have to pick my own word. I am very much that way. I've never done a word generator, but I actually think they're helpful. And she has some good words. And I also, yeah, she's got good words. And she, I didn't realize she was a programmer before she became a comedian. I thought that was fascinating that she created that word generator. No, but I just like, I don't know. I, maybe subconsciously why I kept delaying this podcast was because I didn't have words yet, (laughs) but I was just trying to think of like, where am I at in life right now? What is my season and how can I pull instead of like pulling from thin air? I want to pull from what is actually happening, moving here and having a third baby. I really was very open to the Holy spirit and God's will. And I just said to God, like, look, if your will for me is to be home 100% of the time with these kids, please, if will is for me to do something else outside the home and kind of have this integrated approach of working outside a little bit and being in the home, please show me that. 
And he really just brought lots of opportunity kind of immediately here. So I decided that I think that my word is risk because I feel like sometimes we have a plan for our lives and what we think is the right thing for us. And then God presents an opportunity or multiple opportunities. And I think sometimes risk is involved in saying, okay, this isn't the narrative that I thought was going to play out, but I will, I'm going to go ahead and take this risk. But with risk, you have to always be discerning, you know, because you can't take risk without discernment. And so I think my second word, it kind of plays along with the discernment of like rhythms. And so I chose Mm -hmm. risk and rhythm because I really need to also be constantly reminding myself, what are the rhythms that you are creating in the home? Because I do think the woman creates the rhythms of the home. Um, And so I picked both of them because I think I need both reminders to take risks, but also to realize like you are the creator of the rhythms in your home. And are you making good rhythms in the home to have order? So those are my words. I love those words. And the double R, you won't forget them. Double Um, R. Double R. I love what you said about risk because that's a perfect example of picking a word for the year and thinking it means one thing. I think when people hear risk, they think like off a cliff today. And what you're saying is, no, I have to be totally open to God's will for my life. And that's, that's beautiful. And then rhythms. Risk too could be like you right now that is the per that is the meaning of it in my mind but maybe it will end up being like taking a risk in a new friend group taking a risk you know in your prayer life yes like radical trust might be part of that risk um but that just that is just the word that kept coming up maybe it's weird I don't know but I just decided to go with it (laughs) I love that and rhythms too I feel like I didn't think about rhythms until I don't know if this is just because we're like both in the three baby season. I didn't think mm-hmm. any rhythms, but I, I guess you have them naturally. But then this third baby comes and I remember being like, I need a rhythm of my day. Like yeah. I order, like you said, and those will like complement each other so perfectly, rhythm and risk. Because like you I said, if the home, like if you don't have order in the home, then how can you do the next thing? It's just, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Like I never thought of, of a rhythm to life before a third baby. And it just felt like a tornado hit our home, like in the best way possible. We are obsessed with Augie, but it, a third baby has rocked us in the way of like, we were able to survive without rhythms and order. And now I think Johnny and I are realizing like, we really have to start being strategic about our family. And I think it's a challenge. It's a great challenge for us to take on. And I, you guys have trailblazed, you know, we have other friends who have three already um, like you and, and a couple other uh, friends that we really admire and look up to. And I think we need to start like piecing together, like ideas from other friends, other families and say like, how can we create the rhythm that works for our family? It's so beautiful. And I, it is such a gift that we're able to have the families we're, we're having. Cause I guess that's what God needed to give us t- to learn these lessons. Cause I'm the same. <laughs> and for once in my life too, like this last year, what you're saying happened to me. I was like, Whoa, actually Mackenzie, your family comes first. Not you, not yeah. like yeah. friends, not like there's no hurt feelings. Like with, if you can't make something, you can't do something with someone. It's like, 
for once in your life, you have the biggest excuse and you should own it. And I love it. What works for your family. And that might not work for their family. That is so good. It's so true. Yeah, I think you're right. And I I think that it's all, it's all good things. Um, But like you said, if I had not had these kids, I don't think I would ever have like wanted to seek order in my life. Cause I feel like I'm a very like not impulsive person, but I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And I think these kids have taught me so many lessons, but, Mm -hmm. but particularly Augie coming into the mix has taught me like, okay, it is really time to embrace, you know, a rhythm and, and you can take those risks outside the home, like you said, but your family has to come first. And so I think, yeah, like having those in mind, um, but sis, tell, tell the world, I know your words, but tell the world your words. Yeah. And I want to say that too, sis, like what a risk it is to have a family. Let's just like honor that as well. It's a risk to be open to life and, and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. along dreams. That's so beautiful. Okay. Sorry. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, words are freedom. And uh, for a while, and I, that came like halfway through last year and I don't, why I don't exactly like what I said, like, I don't know the total reason why yet, wow. but what I means is to be totally living. Like there's so many verses in the Bible, like true freedom, like in Christ and, and that will free. And, and mainly for me, I think it's just truly owning my identity as, and, and daughter has been my word before, but owning the identity of what works for you, Mackenzie? It's okay to be selfish. Like you talked about, sis, like with the family, like be free from anyone's opinion, the world's opinion, like what anyone else is doing, none of it matters. What does God have? And live in that total freedom, in in total humility, um, that you can't do it all. And it's okay. And so that was that I kind of, it's like unraveling slowly, but that was my main word. And then I kind of just quieting down, which I joked about, like, I want to just shut up this next year, which I don't really, what I mean is like, shut my mind, you know, to the world, like what we've talked about and just he is calling. And it was so crazy. I haven't even gotten to tell you this, but I'll share it on the podcast. I started, one of my goals was to um, get a new spiritual director, obviously, but it kept coming on my heart that I needed to get a therapist first. And I've had, I've been Mm -hmm. in therapy before. So I started about a month ago with her and oh, I love that. yes, because I feel like I can't get, do you ever feel like you can get blocks in the spiritual life? So it's okay to go deeper in the healing part. Yes. Of, so you can be open to the spiritual life. Sometimes I think um, it's easy to, you know, everyone wants a spiritual life and that's beautiful. And I think everyone should have one at some point, but maybe mm-hmm. there's a do. And you and I have learned that so much with our retreats, like how much yeah. deeper we need to go in healing. Wow. And that's beautiful, yeah. sis. Been great. But when you meet with a therapist, it can come twofold. So she went through my whole family line and my background, which you know all about. And and just because you and I have talked about childhood wounds for so long. And so she right. said, we, can, we have two things we get to touch on. So we have the wounds of your childhood and then this part of your brain that works this way. So when we come to a problem or a crux, we have two options. Is this a unhealed wound that you still need to get deeper through or is this just we need to rewire your brain in the way you think and the way you do things and so mm. it was so being for my word freedom because it like you said he god I love like, that 
he's able to like kind of put the puzzle pieces together. And sometimes, and to your point about therapy is I think I'm the, I don't know, I want to say the healthiest in my life, but pretty healthy. I I am overwhelmed in joy in the best way. Like it's life is nothing like there should be no stigma. I feel like to therapy, Mm -hmm. even though it sadly is. And we know people in our own lives that we've like in a nice way suggested like, Hey, maybe you should talk to someone about this. And some people take that as like, that that's the biggest insult. How could you ever say that to me? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you and I have grown to learn, especially with our retreats, especially with diving deeper into all these things that, um, anybody on the planet could, um, benefit from therapy and, you know, learning these things about ourselves and talking to somebody outside of ourselves is so incredibly helpful, especially as a young parent, you know, as, as someone like pursuing all of these different facets, you can't handle it all on your own. It's just so much. So anyways, I think smartest people, literally every person that I follow professionally or like sister Miriam, like even like religious people that we love and look up to, um, and then professional people I love and look up to, they all openly talk about how they speak to someone on a monthly basis. So I think I I love therapy and I think that it's an amazing thing. So that's awesome. Thanks. And I feel like it's easy because I, you know, I've been in the past for certain specific reasons. And this time I didn't have a specific reason. It was mostly like I wanted to keep growing, you know, like we talk about. And it's like the word for the year. You think you're going for something specific in these things. And it's so much deeper and it's so beautiful. And it's hard work, obviously, just like choosing a word for the year is going to be hard work because you know, you're kind of giving it over, surrendering and trusting in God with this word. Um, and he, you're just handing it over and he can reveal to you anything he wants. So, and then oh. I did the Jennifer Fulweiler thing and she said boundaries. And I'm like, holy cow, these do go great. Cause I'm not a good boundary. I was just going to say, those are amazing together. So yeah, we'll just, we'll see what God has, but yeah, 2022 has been a great year for all of us. And and if it, what kind of, what do you think and be like about the people we know who've really struggled this last year? Like, how do you come in? How do you step into a year with peace, even though you've had the craziest year or a really good year and you're nervous or, you know, there's so many questions that come yeah. when starting. I think so. Um, it's funny because I don't even know how this happened, but my hometown parish recently reached out to me and asked if I would do basically the Charlotte version of theology on tap and it's actually in three days and it was so last minute that I was just trying to think like, okay, what is something I could pull from that I've already spoken about or talked about. And so there was a talk that I did, um, in Arlington where we used to live and I titled it new year, new wine, because it was the same time of year. It was the first week of the new year. And it just came to me that like, God wants to take our emptiness, whether it's from the previous year, because a lot of in December going into January, at least I do. I'm like, oh, I feel depleted from what I just experienced, whether it's good things, bad things. It's just, it's an emotional month, I think, you know, 100 with you. And so this visualization of the empty jars, um, the empty jars from the wedding feast of Cana came to me and I just thought, all of us, no matter what our story is, whether we have deep, deep wounds or we just have an emptiness from everyday life, um, we have that ability to be refilled. And the only person that can refill that 
feeling of the emptiness is him. And so I already kind of had that message in my back pocket. And so I just thought to myself, you know, I think I'm going to recycle that talk and give that same talk this week of like new year, new wine. What does God want to pour into our, into our water jars and turn that, turn that like, you know, mundane water into wine. Um, And I think that a lot of us, like you said, have had way harder stories this past year than, than you and I have had, you know, we've had some you know, little bumps like everyone does, but we, we've had friends walk through some very serious things. Um, and so I think that with those people, I would just say, you know, who's ever listening, who's been through like deep, deep heartache in the past year. Like, I would just say, think of Christ filling that jar in you. And like, even though you feel as depleted as you possibly can be, or as empty as you can be, just like, I would encourage you to go open up to that passage, wedding feast of Cana mm-hmm. and read that and visualize, put yourself into that story and say, what is it that's refilling? Um, and I love the last line of that passage where um, the waiter says, you know, everybody saves the, saves the good wine for, um, everybody gives the good wine first and then an inferior wine, but you have chosen to save the good wine for last. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that is always a message that can penetrate our hearts that like, no matter what we have been through, like God has a new wine waiting for us on the other side of suffering. And we talk about that on our podcast a lot about that's why we love our faith so much because there is purpose in suffering. We know there is purpose in these hard years and these hard seasons. Um, And yeah, to just hold on to that if you're in a season of desolation right now. Amen. Oh, I love that. I love that you're giving that talk again and it'll be even revamped because you've done it before and just what they need to hear. And I feel like as the year is so full, like you're going to experience, like maybe right now you're feeling some type of way, like about how the year's going to look and just you're sad or whatever, but it can still change. Like life is Mm -hmm. so fluid and, and there's ups and downs and time heals. And so I think that's the perfect meditation that everyone should think about when they're starting this year. Yeah, it is. And I think people put so much pressure too on the new year. Like, I like how you said, like, life is fluid. Like, don't think, because even last night, I don't know, it was funny, like, Ken's and I were sending videos back and forth to each other of, like, Colin and Ken's popping a champagne bottle, like, at night once the kids are in bed, and Johnny and I are eating, like, Sour Patch on the couch, and it's just like truly the season of life that we're in. Like we're not at some big new year's party. We are not like kissing at 1201. Like I don't, it was funny. Like we were watching um, Zach Ryan, of course. And, um, and it was like 1205 and Johnny's like, Oh, happy new year. And he just like pecks me on the cheek. Like, it, you know, it just, it's such a different season for us. Um, but I laugh at all the other years where it was like this momentous moment of like, this is my new year. And, um, and life is not like that. And life in faith is not like that. Like God Mm -hmm. can change our year in January or February or March, you know, and no matter, it doesn't like matter how your year starts. It really matters like how we are working towards, you know, our goals spiritually and, you know, personally and climbing our mountain basically. Exactly. And like how, how beautiful the liturgical calendar, like it gives us all those restarts and we have Lent, we have Advent, we have just the whole year to grow. And I read a quote that a lot of things don't bloom till spring. So, you know, I love that. Yeah. 
So wow. I, I think that's okay, but you're so right. There's so much pressure. Like by January one, I got to have my perfect word, my perfect clean house and my new calendar up. And Hey, if you don't have that, that's okay. And I read this other quote by St. Francis de Sales, do not wish to be anything, but what you are and try to be perfectly. And that's wow. just it. That's all we have. We don't have to be anyone else or do what anyone else is doing. Just be who you are perfectly. And I think that's something good to just, you know, sleep on before jumping into anything and all the goals that all of you have yeah. probably, or maybe you haven't written any and that's cool too, because you'll still accomplish whatever he wants you to. So I feel yeah. like that is like the best mic drop because I think with the new year too, you can compare to other people and say like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can tell this person just posted all of their, their resolutions or what they're doing. And I think that just be who you are, like, like period. Like, are we even surprised that a saint said that because they knew how to do that well and how to have that peace in their heart, um, no matter where they're at. And so I think, um, tomorrow's a new day and whether it's the first of January or, you're blooming in spring. Like you just said, I'm obsessed with that quote. I want to like write that down. Um, You know, God is working on you and that's all that matters. Amen. And we're always a work in progress and let this year and whatever the word you chose be propelling you to the next year. And just the only thing we can do is be better than yesterday. And I think there's freedom in that too, because you can get, become such sticklers to growth. You and I love growing (laughs) and, you know, working on ourselves, but he's always working. And we're always open to it. So it's just beautiful. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.